there's a lot of talk about whether or not the Saints should go wide receiver, maybe upgrade that offense in the first round of the draft. And while that is possible, and I wouldn't necessarily be against it, I do think the Saints should be thinking defense when round one of the draft rolls around. Let's talk about that right here on the Straight Up Saints podcast. You're listening to the Straight Up Saints podcast. What is up, Houdat Nation? Welcome back inside another edition of the Straight Up Saints podcast. I'm your host, Chris Vogel, and this podcast is brought to you by the Birdsall Law Firm, the official injury lawyers of Boo Crew Media. They're located at 918 Porter Street by the Superdome. You can give them a call at 504-523-5413. If you or someone you know has been involved in an accident, make sure to hit them up and make sure to mention that we sent you guys there. Birdsall Law Firm, the official injury lawyers of Boot Crew Media. So I mentioned it at the really, really, really top of the show, and that was what the Saints might have to do in the first round of the draft. And while I'm not saying that's set in stone because things change and it's only April, what is it, April 3rd at this point, there are about 20, 25 days until we get this thing rolling around. And I think that, you know, things will take shape. Signings could still happen. Trades could still happen. Obviously, there's so many things that can go down in the NFL. But what I will say about this, and I do think that this really holds true, and I really do mean this, is that if the Saints are going to get to where we all want them to go, and I know deep down a lot of people say, hey, you know, division, and I'm cool with it. No, the ultimate goal is to go as far as you possibly can, obviously, and as far as you can is the Super Bowl. The Saints should be thinking defense. Now, I see on Twitter a lot of talk about Jackson Smith and Jigba, and I think JSN is awesome. So I want to make this very clear before I get into pretty much what is going to be a long-winded rant about why I think the Saints should go defense. If the Saints draft Jackson Smith and Jigba, I would be fine with that. I think JSN is a terrific player, and I think that he would be a really nice fit with Chris Olave, with Rashid Shahid, with Michael Thomas, and also it pretty much solidifies, in my humble opinion, JSN and Olave being your one and your two for a long time because those two know how to get it done, work together. We saw how explosive Ohio State's passing attack was two years ago. I would be for it. I would have no problem with it. I think JSN is an amazing player. And I actually think he's the type of guy that people almost forget about because this past season was riddled with injuries. The hamstring was bothering him. He wasn't able to be himself. And yet you look back a year ago and you're like, we're talking about a player that had 1,600 receiving yards on a team that had Olave and Garrett Wilson. He was the most productive. So I love JSN. If the Saints get him, you won't hear any complaining from me. That being said, I look at this Saints team And I don't think they have enough firepower on the defensive line to win a Super Bowl. Now, before someone tells me why are we talking about Super Bowl, that's the goal, right? The Saints have decided they're going 10 toes down on being a contender or being a team that is winning now, right? And I'm fine with it, right? You bring in Derek Carr. You bring back Michael Thomas. You bring in Jamal Williams. You lose your defensive tackles, but you quickly pivot to bringing in Nathan Shepard and Colin Saunders. So you have done a good job of making sure you're really active in free agency. And now it's about building on that. And the Saints have options at 29, at 40. Those are premium picks. I don't know who will be the pick. I'm not going to advocate for one player in particular. i actually name a couple that I've been watching that I, I think would be nice fits for the Saints. But you need to get better on the defensive line because you, at the end of the day, at your core, are a defensive first team. Your head coach is Dennis Allen. That didn't change this offseason, no matter how many people wanted it to. It didn't change. He's still the head coach. So for me, 
I don't think it would make any sense for the Saints to go into next season where they're so offense heavy that the defensive-minded head coach doesn't have enough chess pieces at his disposal. I think that would be stupid. That's just how I feel about it. I feel like it would be stupid. And I don't want that. And neither should you. So I, I really think that this is something the Saints have to strongly consider. I'd imagine they are considering that. But think about their two biggest moves in free agency, three if you add Michael Thomas, they were all on the offensive side of the football. And now the Saints can use guard play. I think that's the very underrated need of the New Orleans Saints. I think they can use an offensive guard. You don't know what you got in, in uh, Andrews Pete. And then Cesar Ruiz, he's coming off an injury. He might be in the uh, final year of his contract, assuming they don't pick up his fifth-year option. So guard is an underrated need, and I won't knock it because, again, I'm one of those guys you build in the trenches. But if you're going to be a contender in the NFC, you need a better defensive line. Just look at the two teams that dominated the NFC this past season. The Eagles with Brandon Graham, Fletcher Cox, Hargrave, uh, obviously uh, even the young talent they had in Davis, Sweat. They had a lot of talent. Look at the 49ers. Armstead's a damn good player. I know that we all talk about Bosa and rightfully so, but Samson Ebukam was another good player that they had on that defensive line. And they got better. They added Hargrave from the Eagles. I look at even teams like the Chiefs. Colin Saunders, Chris Jones, Frank Clark. You still got guys out there. Look at the Bengals. Obviously, Trey Hendrickson, former Saint, doing his thing. The Saints defensive line right now is Cam Jordan, who still gets it done at this age. Make no mistake about it. But he is no longer all pro Cam Jordan. He's still really good. He's just not elite, in my opinion. That's the way I see Cam Jordan. It's not a knock on Cam Jordan. He is still absolutely a starter. I saw some people talking about whether or not he's a rotation piece. No, he is a starter because he's still getting A-plus sacks, and he's an elite run defender and probably will be till the day he retires. Defensive tackles, though, kind of an unknown in the sense that Shepard and Saunders are entering their first years in Dennis Allen's system, and we also don't know if they're an improvement over what the Saints had. Now, I actually think they can be, I think the one thing that's been overblown about this Saints offseason is losing Anyamata and Shai Tuttle. I didn't think either player played particularly great last season. I thought Anyamata had moments because Anyamata is a good player, but he actually, I think, is on the downslope. I think Colin Saunders, if he stays healthy, is on the upslope. And then Shai Tuttle, don't get me wrong, I loved watching him stiff-arm Matt Ryan into next Tuesday, but he isn't an explosive player in terms of constantly watching the film and saying, oh, there goes Shai Tuttle again. He's just not that guy. I'm curious to see what the Saints can do with Nathan Shepard when they bring him in. I think you bring him in because you have a plan. I'm, I'm very curious to see how they kind of attack it and, and execute that plan. So defensive tackles, the potential's there, but there's nothing proven. And then we get to that second defensive end spot, and this is why I keep saying, like, they got to get better on the defensive line. The Saints cannot, in good faith, go into next season thinking big picture, making the playoffs, competing for potentially an NFC title. If across from Cam Jordan is either Peyton Turner, who has not proven anything yet, or Carl Granderson, who in my opinion is a situational pass rusher. And he's good at it. Like, I want to make this very clear. Carl Granderson is no scrub. Absolutely not. But do you feel confident going into this season and Cam Jordan and Carl Granderson are your top two pass rushers? You need more depth. You need more impact. And I, I keep saying this, and I'll probably keep banging on this drum till the end of time. If the Saints are super serious about winning and going all the way this year, and, and God knows that they actually will. They got so much more work to do. But if you're going to be serious about it, you got to get better at defensive line. 
Because when you face a Jalen Hurts or you face a Dak Prescott, or even when you face the guys like Kirk Cousins in the playoffs, hypothetically speaking, you're going to need your defensive line to step up. And right now, it's a lot of, he could, but I don't know if he will. And that, I'm not going to say scares me, but that kind of deters me from saying, I think the Saints can reach this goal. It matters. It really, really matters. So let's talk about defensive guys they can go after. For starters, and this is one that a lot of people have mentioned, and I don't blame them, is going to be Lucas Van Ness from Iowa. Now, I think Van Ness has a terrific motor. I think size-wise, I mean, talking about a guy that's 6'5", I think over 270, he fits the bill. Now, watching him, and again, you are guessing when you watch watch, uh, players. I want to make that very clear. We can all like players, but the truth of the matter is we have no idea when they enter the NFL if they're going to hit their full ceiling. Because they they can determine that, and the coaches can determine that, not us. So you're kind of looking at things you like, and then you're hoping it translates. But when it comes to Van Ness, I do love the motor. I do love the fact that he's made a hell of a lot of plays on special teams. I know that you're not drafting a defensive lineman and going, well, he'll be an impact player on special teams. But year one, you're probably going to be asked to do that, and he can do that. My knock on Van Ness, I think he's a little stiff. And I think for the Saints, for them to kind of go from Marcus Davenport, a project, to Peyton Turner, they can say whatever they want. This is a project right now. And then Van Ness, who's stiff, and you might not get a lot of production in year one. That can be concerning to me. Now, if the Saints draft Lucas Van Ness, awesome. They probably have to trade up to get him, though. There would This isn't the immediate impact guy. There are a couple of guys that I think are going to be immediate impact players. I just don't know if they fit the Saints mold. And the first one's going to be uh, Kalijah Kansi from Pittsburgh. He does not fit the mold for them, in my opinion, in terms of the height and stature they want of a defensive lineman that's going to be in the interior. But I promise you, if you go watch Kalijah Kansi, you're going to see him just pop off the screen. It's, it's the, the quick burst, the flash that he constantly shows on tape. And I think for Kansi, what I love about him, in a perfect world, I think the Saints are at their best when the interior of the defensive line is wreaking havoc. Like some of the best games we've watched from the Saints defense was David Onyemata in his prime just eating people up on the inside of that defense. And I, and I think that for the Saints, they can get back to that with Kansi. They'd have to kind of get over some of their molds, and, and we could see if they will. I, I'm not saying they won't, but that's where I'm like, okay, I don't know if he'd be the pick, but make no mistake about it. I think he's a top 25 talent in this draft. I think he'd be a great addition to the Saints if they went that. I, I really do. you know. And, and now um, another one is, is Brian Brissy from, from Clemson. He's another one. Like he is everything you want in terms of the physical intangibles. Another guy that's like 6'5", 300 pounds, was a five-star recruit. I think he was the best recruit coming out of high school. He doesn't always bring his A game. But, Lord, I think there are moments for him where he just looks every bit of a dominant force that you want in the middle of your defensive line. And I think he'd be intriguing for the Saints. And I think for him, where I really value him in this case when it comes to Brian Stock, is I think because of the lack of production and the injuries, he won't be going in the top 15. Top 25, maybe. Top 30 should be. And I think the Saints, if you're talking about, all right, I really want to keep 29 and also keep 40, he might be the perfect guy for them. But we'll see what happens. You know, he, he, people could reach, of course, but I think he's the type of player that the talent is all there. If the Saints can get him in and there's a clear vision for this kid, he might, be, he might very well be the best one from these interior guys that we're talking about. 
Now, I, I don't know if he'll reach that full potential, but that's something I've seen. So those are three. Mozzie Smith from Michigan, another player that, again, just very, very sound. Nothing particularly great. Everything across the board pretty solid. And he's another one. I don't think the Saints would have to trade up for him. So if they're sticking at 29 because they're thinking about kind of quantity over quality, which is never the Saints MO, but if they're, th- if they're thinking about that, maybe Mozzie Smith's the pick. Now, this is a guy I'm going to float out there that would just be interesting as all hell, and I'm very curious to see what would happen here. What happens if Jalen Carter slips past the top 10, past the top 15? You better have done your homework on Jalen Carter. But we all know as a football player, there are not five better prospects than Jalen Carter in this draft. They're not. You want to take your two quarterbacks that you like in Stroud and Bryce Young? I'll say fine. You want to take Will Anderson? By all means, I think Will Anderson is so damn good. But if we're being fair, if we're being true with each other, the buck probably start, stops there. I know people like Tyree Wilson from, from Texas Tech, but I think the buck kind of stops there for Jalen Carter with where you're ranking him. But I, I think for him, who knows? But it's another name I'll just throw out there because we're entering kind of an unknown period with him. Obviously, he got arrested during the combine uh, due to his involvement in, in the, the car accident that took place after the Georgia uh, championship parade. Tragic situation there, obviously. I don't know what's going to happen because teams have to make a decision because Jalen Carter is the type of guy that if you draft him, you want him to kind of be that pillar of your defensive line for the next seven, eight years. But if teams have concerns about what's going on off the field, I could get why he can slip, especially for teams picking in the top 10 because that is a pick that you cannot afford to miss. But who knows? Like if he, if he slides, Saints might be like, okay, do we just take the shot here because there is no better player we'd be able to get in terms of talent. And it'd be a gamble, but those are the type of gambles you probably take are the ones that are worth it. You know? If, if, you, if you're gambling, it's either, in my opinion, you go all in or you don't. But you don't leave like $10 behind. It's stupid at this point. So that's a guy that I think is going to be fascinating. But either way, guys, I'm curious to know what you guys think about this situation because I think when you look at people, you know, having fun conversations on Twitter, and I get that it's Twitter and it's different. I think so much talk is about what the Saints are going to do at wide receiver, what the Saints are going to do at tight end, and I'm not against that. I just, I think that the Saints defense is getting old, and the Saints defense has question marks at defensive end, and I just feel like if they ignore that, if they don't get better on the defensive line, you are really banking on A, your secondary to be so locked down that it helps the defensive line, and that could happen. I think the same secondary is going to be better next year, in my opinion. I really do. But your front seven needs help, man, because all I saw this offseason, for the most part, were losses in the front seven in depth, and I actually didn't think the front seven was that good last year in terms of overall week-to-week production of being great. Now, there were moments where DeMario was DeMario. Now, he is on the downslope, but he's still a good player. Obviously, Kane Nellis flashed and got paid. Pete Werner, when he's on the field, is Pro Bowl caliber. But at defensive end, opposite of, of Cam Jordan, not a lot there. If anything, like I said, Caden Ellis saved the pass rush for the Saints from November on. And then defensive tackle, there weren't a lot of great moments in my in my honest opinion. So I think for the Saints, you got to get better at that spot. And adding a, a, just some type of potential packed prospect on the D-line gives you something new and another chess piece for Dennis Allen. I just don't love the idea of Dennis Allen going into the, the season where it's like he either needs Cole Granderson 
to just be a, a full-time starter or he needs Peyton Turner to realize his full potential because those are both things that I don't know are going to happen. I just don't. I can't guarantee it. But what I can tell you for people that really want them to go wide receiver first round is Chris Olave had an 1,000-yard receiving season with uncertainty at the quarterback position. He no longer has uncertainty at the quarterback position. Rashid Shahid, who everyone's kind of wondering, is he legit, is he not? The man in December, three games played in December, 211 receiving yards. One of those games was in Cleveland where it was about negative 10 degrees, the feel-like temperature. The kid is good. And then how did he follow that up? Well, he had 113 yards in two games in January. He is good. I mean, when you look at Shahid overall, the fact that he almost finished with 500 receiving yards when he didn't even get a chance to play until mid-October is telling as hell. And I know that the I, I like the idea of JSN. Even if they go to get the Notre Dame tight end, I think he would be a tremendous addition for the Saints. And that's not, another, that's not a guy I'd complain about. They need help on offense. I can't deny that. But you sit there and ask yourself, what do you feel comfortable banking on for this guy to step up next year? Is it Rashid Shahid? Is it Jawan Johnson? Or is it Peyton Turner? I think Shahid's going to step up. I know Jawan Johnson can step up. I don't know if Peyton Turner can step up. And because of that, that's why I think defensive line's got to be the pick in the first round. Now, I don't know what they're going to do. They could throw a curveball and go with offensive guard. Would not bother me if that's what they went. I, I, I really think it is a very sneaky need for the Saints team. But it just kind of furthers the point that the Saints defensive line has way more unknowns than other position groups on this team. That's why I'm thinking probably best to use one of those premium picks on a defensive lineman. We'll see if they do that, but I think it's fascinating nonetheless. That's going to wrap it, for the, wrap it up for this edition of the Straight Up Saints podcast. Now, before I go, it is a Monday, and we do have the national championship game being played between San Diego State and UConn, and that means it's your chance to win big, just like one of those teams will tonight in the national championship game. You guys can use DraftKings Sportsbook right now, and any $5 bet for new customers with the promo code BOOT, all capital letters, will get $200 in bonus bets. Instantly, all you have to do is download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and sign up with promo code BOOT. New customers can bet $5, and once again, you get $200 in bonus bets instantly. That's win or lose, guys. So no matter of San Diego State, UConn, whoever you're banking on, you're going to be a winner on Monday night anyway. But like I said, folks, seeming like a defensive line type of draft. We'll see what happens. I'm sure we'll be talking more about the draft over the next couple of weeks because this is kind of where we're turning our attention to, which means more content here on the Straight Up Saints podcast. The destination for Houdat Nation. You're listening to the Straight Up Saints podcast.